Viewpoint. We heard about OpenAI launching custom versions of ChatGPT. And this is huge news, right? Because this means users can access personalized AI apps for tasks like teaching math or designing stickers. And it certainly means ChatGPT is about to get bigger and better. This evening, I have just the right person to talk about this with. He is Ian Tan, lecturer in Strategic Communication, Wee School of Communication and Information at NTU. Ian, welcome to the show. Hey, Lynn. Now, before we get you to share your viewpoint, in addition to teaching, I hear you're a generative AI coach. So tell me, what is it that one does with a title like that? Okay, so I work with organizations who are curious about ChatGPT and other generative AI apps, uh, and I help them to upskill their staff uh, and to expose them to, firstly, how does Gen AI work in the workplace and in our personal lives? And then I teach them how to create the right text prompts that will help them uh, become more productive and solve any pain points in their current work. Mm, interesting indeed. Coming back to the main topic this evening, OpenAI is turning the chatbot interface into a digital platform, just like iOS or Android. How cool is that? You must be filled with excitement, Ian. Yes, uh, it's mind-blowing. This is a big leap for generative AI apps. And I believe this will get a lot of people onto the ChatGPT subscription platform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell me more. What, what's yes. going through your mind at the moment? <laughs> so uh, a bit of backstory. Mm-hmm. A few months ago, I decided that I wanted to learn Python programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been good at coding, but I wanted to learn it because I wanted to create my little GPT chatbot. And I needed to figure out how to package these uh, uh, AI models and train them on specific pieces of data. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got too busy with work and I could not continue my lessons for the time being. And this news came up, and I no longer have to learn programming. All right. This is huge, right? Uh, and, and now I can have a conversation with ChatGPT and tell them, I'd like to create a chatbot focused on, say, uh, playing chess, right? Mm, or wow. playing Chinese chess, which uh, a lot of people may not be familiar with, and and ChatGPT uh, may not have a lot of info on, right? Mm-hmm. So I can train ChatGPT on on a topic that it may not be familiar with, uh, as uh, it may not have the database available. And over time, it will get better in terms of what I wanted to do. And OpenAI, the company, is now letting people sell their apps on their own GPT store. It's like a mini app store for AI apps. Mm, uh, that's wow. also another mind-blowing development. Yes, because it, indeed. Yeah, any one of us can now become a developer. And you don't need AI to know apps. coding. No coding required. Mm. This is, if you think about it, it really democratizes programming. And I think it also uh, open up the pathways for many people to uh, chart new ways of teaching others, be it their colleagues or students uh, or lifelong learners in many different skills. And so we're going to see a huge explosion in the use of generative AI, not just for what you and I uh, use ChatGPT for, which is in largely in editing and maybe creating images. But now, for example, uh, mm-hmm. if I could create a chatbot that is trained on Nonya uh, recipes, right? Peranakan mm-hmm. uh, food recipes. And I could distribute this or sell it to people for profit. 
wow, you know, wow, you no longer indeed. need to learn coding to sell a piece of software. Okay, so what would be some of the personalized apps you'd be coming up with? The, <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> I would like to teach people how to write um, good advertising copy. It's one of the modules I teach at NTU. Mm-hmm. And uh, today we are surrounded by a lot of advertisements, but I, I think uh, a lot of the copywriting could be better. So if I could build in the criteria, which I always ask of my students, uh, it needs to be concise, compelling and persuasive, and it needs to have simple words. And if I could train the UPT on famous advertisements out there, I'm sure uh, I would be able to create a, a bot that I can give to my students, right? After class, please use this bot. Uh, it's, it's like a, a mini part of, of Ian, and it will help you to come up with good copywriting for your assignments. Hmm. So, so you think that um, this GPT store and all these new announcements that they've come up with is going to be really huge and perhaps... You know, built an ecosystem of chat GPT users and, and builders, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe the name of a developer will be known as a builder in the, in the future, right? Mm. Because developer has connotations. You have to go through programming school and learn Python and programming languages. Maybe we will now be known as AI builders. Something mm. like a, a Minecraft builder, right? The kids, they actually have been building uh, all sorts of buildings and objects within Minecraft, that's a form of programming when Mm. you can put things together, right? Mm. And now if we go beyond gaming into the real world and let's say um, someone is struggling with PSLE maths problems, you know, when they have to create all those models and stuff, I I think there's going to be an arms race between tuition teachers to see who can come up with the best GPT bot for PSLE maths. Mm, I'm just thinking... yeah, but however, that would also mean that do we need a tutor for maths in the future or do mm. we need a chatbot? Okay, so right. These are questions which are probably beyond uh, our discussion. We don't want to go there just yet. Now, talking <laughs> about OpenAI, is expanding its ambitions, but do you think this is a viable business and can generative AI really make money? I don't know the finances of OpenAI, mm-hmm. right? But they have... Uh, gotten a lot of new users over the past year. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm not wrong, they have 100 million users uh, as they last reported. So this is huge news. And uh, over time, as more people come on board, uh, they drive the revenue and it's, it's a virtual cycle. Can we make money from AI? I think that's mm-hmm. the question of people's mm-hmm. minds if they're listening right. to this uh, broadcast today. I also don't know. But what <laughs> I know is it will fundamentally change the way we do work and it will change the way we learn things because one of the challenges of uh, you know, sharing what ChatGPT does with people is that many people think that ChatGPT is a miracle worker. It can do everything uh, in their job. Mm. And do you the think idea that's of true? AI, uh, well, it can do many things well, but you need to <laughs> be able to have the right prompts and have good expert, uh, be a subject matter expert to know if the output is good or not, mm, right? Whether mm. it is, is agree, this uh, good copywriting or not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is where, I, I, uh, with today's, or rather yesterday's announcement, that this is a big shift in my thinking on the impact of AI on our lives. If 
it is now uh, able. Uh, it's now possible for us to train specific bots for specific roles. Then, uh, you know, it is either going to be very exciting for the world or it's going to be very dangerous because it puts a lot of jobs in question, but it also makes learning a lot easier. Mm. So are we going to be more skilled in multiple disciplines or are we going to struggle to feed ourselves? So I think these are probably uh, opposing questions. But uh, having said that, um, Sam Altman also said he envisions the future where each person will have multiple GPTs that can work together to accomplish tasks on our behalf. How does yes. that work? In general, ChatGPT is what we call a large language model mm-hmm. and it is for general use. You could ask it many questions and it will try its best to give you a good answer. But in the field of AI, People tend to train AI on very specific topics. Mm. Say, for example, uh, I, I want to train an AI to be uh, a good microwave machine AI. So it knows what settings to implement for different dishes, whether it's Chinese dishes or Western dishes, and according to, say, my, my mom's favorite recipe. Mm. So AI uh, needs to be trained on data sets, and they will become very good at this particular task. Uh, a, a large model, a general model like ChatGPT will be pretty good at it, but not as good as a dedicated GPT, right? which is what is happening here. When you train uh, the AI model on very specific sets of data, uh, for example, AI art, you've heard of Midjourney, you've heard mm-hmm. of Stable Diffusion mm-hmm. and Dell-E. These have been trained specifically to create images and they're not good at, say, writing an essay, but they're focused on creating images and so on. So the world will be filled by different types of AI and each of them have a specific task or a set of tasks that they've been trained to carry out. Hmm. Already within our phones, you have machine learning uh, with computational photography. I mean, sounds like Greek, right? But when you take a picture, uh, it will adjust the, the brightness, the contrast and remove any um, extreme backlighting. Mm-hmm. All this is done with the algorithms within your phone. And because they have been trained on the common photography issues. And that has led to many people becoming very good photographers uh, simply <laughs> by doing a point and shoot action. Right? Yes. And it's not due to their skills, but due to the technology within their phones. Mm, so yeah. so if your phone has good AI for photography. And now uh, what else can it be good for? Can it be uh, a good translator for you? Can it be uh, uh, in in the words of uh, Douglas Adams, right, the science fiction writer, a babble fish where it can translate instantly for you. And that you will need a dedicated GPT that is good at translation. Yeah, I read about some of the, the examples of GPTs uh, showcased by OpenAI and included a computer science lesson planner from its partner, Code.org, a non-profit that teaches kids to code, as well as an Airbnb house manual. I think that would come in handy for us, for mm-hmm. which it's AI models such as Doll E2 automatically generated images and instructions based on user prompts. Wow, amazing. Yep, and this will also uh, cause a shift in the way that we think about how do we use software. Mm. I explain this to people when we use a program like Microsoft Word. Uh, you highlight some text, you press the B button and the text turns to bold. 
though it's a one step and one outcome kind of process. So we expect things to work immediately. But with generative AI, it is an iterative process where you have to keep asking it questions, right? Mm. And you should never be satisfied with the first few answers. So this way of working with software uh, is also kind of difficult for some people to grasp, but with some practice, you get used to it. And it is, uh, we will balance both traditional software, say like your office applications and generative AI applications and use them together to become more productive and produce high quality work. Thank you very much, Ian, for sharing your viewpoint with us. Ian Tan, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Lynn. Take care. Viewpoint. 